The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water. Almost eight years here soon in March, I started the power of water radio talk show. Here in the United States, coming from Oregon, I'm sitting in Grants Pass, Oregon, my producer's Voice America, World Talk Radio, Apple iTunes syndications, and many more that we work with on syndication to spread the message to the world from the United States of America, where I sit with my show, is the power of water is vital to your life. And I want you to think about it. You've heard them discuss when uh, astronauts have been up in orbit and they look back at Earth. And they see that blue ball. That blue ball is moisture, water around the earth. And the blue ball with water vapor around the earth, surrounding a circle around the earth in a blue tone of water vapor, is, has been there for 14 billion years. It was there before fresh water came to the planet. But we have fresh water that came to the planet multi-millions of years ago when the sun came up, touched that water vapor just right. No different than happening with the solar system today. We're having a climate change. The solar system's out there doing its system, and we are a part of the solar system, the planet Earth. But we have the fresh water now for multi-millions of years. And I'm going to describe something real quickly here. The moment that fresh water began on the surface, it began to fertile soil, bring soil as a species to be alive. Soil is alive. When you're looking at soil and you see the farmers tilling the soil, it grows seeds. It grows food. It grows everything that you can imagine, living with the atmosphere's water vapor. The water vapor relates to the soil and all other life on Earth, but the living life of fresh water, it's living with it. They relate to each other. We have a problem called water crisis on the planet. The fresh water is not as abundant on the surface as it once was. Do you believe that that could be causing a climate change? Our research center is studying that. Other scientists are studying that with us. We're looking at a new UN committee to study that because that relationship of the fresh water in the atmosphere to live with the solar system 
and the relationship of the species of life of freshwater on the planet Earth, they must connect and be balanced, very ecosystem balanced, or we will have more diseases called dehydration. Those diseases of your body is mostly water. An example, as I've said every show, your brain is 80% water, the surface of your eyes are 99% water, and it is shocking how many people don't know that. Teeth are 8 to 10% water. Bones are 20 to 25% water. Lungs are 75 to 80% water. Your heart is 75 to 80% water. Your skin is 70 to 75% water. Blood, 50% water. Muscles, 70 to 75% water. What are you living with the planet Earth and the planet's what, how the planet is living. It's common sense. Bonnie, my secretary, looks up for me a lot of st- research before the show. Many times I get a chance to read it. and I, But today I'm going to read one of them she had from Dr. Benton Menji. And I need to, pre- I've, I've talked to him before he passed away. It's Dr. and it's B-A-T-M-A-N-G-H-E-L-I-D. J. He was originally from from um, Iran. They had put him in prison in Iran, and he decided to live on nothing but water, and it worked. That's all he had. He didn't decide it. That's what he had. But he became very famous as a Ph.D. doctor about your health and water because he learned our life on the planet is 70% water on the surface, but did you know that only 1% of the water that's available to us is, can be sufficient enough for us to live with, called fresh, the 1% fresh water? Only 2% of Earth's H2O is fresh water that we can drink, and of this amount, it is tapped in by frozen, frozen glaciers. If you're, if you're not just what you eat, you are what you drink, has been his motto. Look him up. He called me several years ago because he had heard what I was doing and he was very curious because I specialize and I'm the founder in Biologic Aqua Research. It's a water life science research center and our world is nothing but studying fresh water and the atmosphere and the dehydration of evaporation of moisture loss of your body, of your life and the earth relationship to water evaporation. They call that drought, and with humans, they call it dehydration. But it's water evaporation from moment you're born to death. It's vital that you learn more about water. It is vital. Listen to this show. You will understand that how important, and the scientists that have come on here, and, and, and let's say specialists from authorities from all over the world that have joined us from different countries to discuss your health. Discuss the water. The planet is in a water crisis. Look at what's turning to sand all over the world. That microorganism of the sand is almost lifeless. The soil is what attracts to life on earth to live and to also hopefully discover more about what's causing our diseases. We can do it. I know it. You can do it with us together. You must drink 8 to 9 to 10 glasses of water, 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. 
Start out by, in the morning, have two glasses, full glasses. Before you leave the house and you begin your morning, have another full glass. That's three. If you take a supplement, drink a full glass of water with each of the supplements. If you take any medication, be sure to drink one full glass of water. So through the day, as you're drinking glasses of water in full, if you're going to sip it, that's recreation. Just remember, you're not going to plant, you're not going to water your plants to recreationally drop that little drip, dribble on the plant. Your plants like to absorb it. You need to absorb your water. It's a must. Don't complain, guys, about going to the bathroom. Do it. It's a detoxifier. It keeps the cells clean. You know, there's a saying out there, and I'm going to be a little um, blunt about this, that when you're going to flush the toilet and you notice that your urine in the toilet, it looks clean, it isn't bright yellow, it doesn't have an odor, you have a cleaner body. If you are not flushing the toilet with that description, a, a almost clear color, uh, no odor, you are a healthier body because you drink enough water. It's vital. It will save your life. Today, today our guest is Dr. Robert Wheel, and his background is going to be fun. I'm going to have him tell us about who he is, what he does, but we're going to discuss the importance of drinking water and participating in sports and childhood obesity. He doesn't know he doesn't know this, but I have studied sports and nutrition and all of this, and we're going to have fun how to be in the health Olympics as a sport every day. You get up in the morning and you be in the health Olympics. You're going to take care of yourself. You're going to be the magic of showing others how well you can be to be a good influence for how we live on this planet Earth. First, we're going to listen to our sponsor. Biologic Aqua Research has a product called Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the first product worldwide. I was asked by Ophthalmology Research years ago if I could supplement the tear film, that surface of the eye, to slow down the water evaporation that causes dry eye to blindness. What is vision impairment? Dry eye, water evaporation, causes the eyes to have vision impairment. They're not as healthy. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the first trade secret tissue culture grade of water to be able, with just a mist, to be able to mist your eyes once or twice a day to give them a nutritional supplement. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist, and we'll be right back with Dr. Weil. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Weil, are you with us? I'm here. Hi. Well, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Uh, glad to join you. Well, thank you. I get you have do you have a sports radio talk show? I do. I have a show called The Sports Doctor on uh-huh. Healthy Life, all positive talk radio. It's at uh-huh. HealthyLife.net, Sharon. It's on Wednesdays, uh, 3 to 4 uh, Central Time. And for the 20 years before that, I did a show called The Sports Doctor on public radio here in um, icy zero degree Chicago. Ah, I have, really, I have people that I talk to in Chicago almost every day in business. Really well, then you could. Uh, they probably they probably filled you in that they love water, but it's all frozen. Yeah, well, today, yeah, um, I've been on television shows in Chicago. I love Chicago, and you've got that river running right down through the middle of Chicago. Bingo. And when I was a guest in Chicago, doctor, they took me down to the lake and showed me the the goddess of water statue. Okay. You know where is that? I don't. But you send me a picture. <laughs> okay, we'll get down and visit it. Actually, Sharon, I'm, I'm a yeah. New Yorker, but I've been ah. in the Midwest like for, uh, gosh, three, four that. decades. <laughs> but I do practice my New York accent at least once a week. All right. Well, tell us, doctor, about you. Okay, I am a sports podiatrist. I'm a foot specialist. I have a uh, private practice here in the uh, suburban uh, Chicago area. I've been involved in the sports medicine side of things. Since the late 70s, when I met a very famous sports trainer, uh, kinesiotherapist by the name of Bob Guida, Bob was rehabilitating and working with performance with some of the best athletes in the world, the John McEnroe's, the Walter Paytons, uh, the Jim McMahons, et cetera, et cetera. And Bob had a tremendous regard for the role of the foot in sports. So we teamed up. Uh, all those years ago, we spent decades together, and uh, most of what I do in the area of sports medicine is either dealing with prescription orthotics, inserts that go in shoes, skis, skates. My um, super poster boy, Sharon, is the 2010 Men's Olympic figure skating gold medalist, Evan Lysacek, who grew up in Naperville, Illinois, and he was 10 years old when I put orthotics in his skates. And then 15 years later, with the orthotics, of course, upgraded for size, <laughs> he won the Olympic gold medal. So, uh, uh, again, we practice. Uh, we see uh, a lot of um, baby boomers, a lot of people who want to be active. Uh, they want to uh, walk. They want to uh, be in the best shoe. Uh, they want to um, find out what does it take to strengthen feet and ankles to try to be as safe as possible uh, and, of course, uh, every one of them at every level has got to be well hydrated, which I know is, is uh, your side of the equation. Right. That's all I study. 
I do study nutrition, of course, because of the uh, of the dehydrate. I study dehydration, uh, the evaporation of the body's water level, and then relationship to the atmosphere's water vapor. And then I look out at the planet, and I can see where the diseases are coming from, and the problems and the complaints. So we, yeah, we're the only company world, worldwide the, that specializes in just yes, that. Yes, my, my guest last week, and people could uh, listen to my shows. They're all on my site, sportsdoctorradio.com. But last week I had Dr. Um, Renee Norton. She's a uh, famous uh, eating disorder specialist, nutrition right. uh, specialist from Cincinnati. And everybody's got the same major concerns, which is, you know, what are we consuming and what's involved? And, of course, water is such a big part of it. And uh, it seems that sometimes uh, we might not be paying enough attention to the purity. I mean, there's a limited amount of fresh water, isn't there? There is, but first of all, first of all, I think we all should be concentrating. In fact, they're putting together a UN committee for me to study this nonprofit with scientists all over the world. But I truly believe we got to zero in and make it the priority. And here's just where I come from, and we'll get into where you come from with what you're doing. And I, I can follow you today with the sports medicine and the bones and the feet and uh, the, nutri- the problems of nutrition and the disorders that are happening and, and the importance of endurance training. Uh, I've studied that, but this is where I'm coming from with research, doctor. The earth began with that water vapor around the whole circle of earth first. Then all of a sudden the sun came up. And what did that do? It began to change a temperature. And whenever that would come up, the temperature would change. The water vapor started a droplet of water called, we call it, rain. And remember, all words are an invention too. Somebody called it something. Well, they called it rain came down. And as the rain came down on the planet at that spot, began life later of soil. And as the life of the soil began, all everything began to multiply with a recycling. Recycling. You're following me there. I got you. Well, we know, re- we know that the average adult, uh, 60% of the human body is, is water. The brain, seventy over 70%. Uh, so it's a huge percentage but it's, but it, of doctor, what makes it's us living. Up. It's living with the atmosphere's water. So the moment you were born and you came from that pocket of water from nature's plan and you entered into that delivery spot at that moment, you no longer had water around you to live in. You began with the greatest influence is the water vapor, the atmosphere's influence on you for you to live. The recycling of you and that vapor becomes what Earth did to start their whole cycle of what, where we're at with common sense with Earth's, plant, Earth's nature. It is water. Those cells have been overlooked with a, called a, word, a, new, a modern word called dehydration of the cell. Water evaporation because of the, uh, the life of living with that person as an individual in that atmosphere. And doctor, there are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. Our DNA is different. They're studying genome with differences. All over the world, we could say that research is finding 
that water in that cell, and we've had on our show a Nobel Prize winner who got it from learning that that water in the cell... Are you a bottled water advocate? uh, I believe in bottled water. Yes, I do. You bet your life I do. That's not our business, but I'll tell you why I do. I believe that the earth is in such a water crisis because they didn't make water a priority. Every other petty thing became a priority. Self-indulgent greed was, but not water. And well, I, I think, you be- know, we, uh, the awareness seems to have been raised a, a, an awful lot, you know, to some people. They say the next war will be fought over water. It's a good, uh, good question, but the, uh, uh, there's no doubt about it that the, the bottled water industry uh, is something that, uh, how long have they been around? Maybe a couple of I decades? I've studied that. I've studied it. Way back, hundreds of years ago, in Europe, the waters of their countries became very bad early, way back, and they didn't know what to do so far back. So what did they do in Europe? They drank beer. The children and the women drank beer, and the men drank hard liquor. They knew how to make that. While they were getting drunk all day long, and their health was going out of control, So they went to a country called China. They'd heard about boiling water to make a flavored water, and they call it tea. So they went to figure it out. It was a Dutch. And they went to figure out, find out, what is that? So then they came back with tea, and they began to boil the water and make tea and get away from the beer and the hard liquor for living everyday life. Wow, I'm telling you, like, uh, you'll, you'll have to come on my show. You're like a history lesson with water. Um, can people safely drink tap water in the United States um, and not be bent out of shape over it? Or are you somebody who says, you know... I'm a believer of this. I'm a believer of common sense in this, doctor. I want everybody, you and everybody, to drink no less than 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. And I'm going to teach you, and then I'll go to the pipes of where the water comes out. When you're drinking that water, because the the body is made up of trillions of cells, and each of those cells is making a decision for you personally, because you're unique. There are no two people evaporating exactly just the same. Our cells are getting way too much toxin in them for many, many, many reasons, not just one or two, many reasons. So as you're drinking that water, I'm going to say, I, and, and, if, and I'm serious. I want to save your life. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be in the Health Olympics. I want you to drink ah, the Health out of Olympics. Bed every morning. You know what we looked for years? There's no real solid evidence, it seems, maybe I'm wrong, about this 8 to 10 glasses oh, there, of water. Yeah, no, they're crazy. They're cra- there is. It's out there. But here, follow me. Now, follow me with common sense, because my people are a scientist behind the Petri dish, uh, my people are scientists from governments. This is where you come from with common sense, doctor. When you get out of bed, you have your first full glass of water. Drink it all the way down. You have two full glasses then because you didn't drink all night long. You're dehydrating more. Okay, the reason you want to drink them all at once is because would you water your plants by a sip or a droplet? No. You've got to give it an absorption. It's got to absorb into your body and let the body make the decision, not you just sipping it or drinking it half. 
about an hour or two later, have another full glass of water. Through the day, make your serious drinking for your Health Olympics one whole glass of water at a time. So the body gets to make the decision, doctor, for the absorption. Because well, if you I like want to, to recommend water your to young plan, and old, Sharon, who are active, to uh, even some people who aren't, many patients of mine, to you know, walk around with a water bottle um, so that you'll have accessibility to sip it and drink it and have, uh, even follow your kind of guidelines and have some water, not depend on, well, whether I fill the glass up. So we try to get people to become good friends with their water bottle and hang around with it and um, carry it around with them. Well, or Especially if they're sitting down, if they go to sit down for lunch or dinner or whatever with that bottle of water or sit down for a moment next to their desk, pour it in a glass. I'm saying that every time you, I, I must, you can sip, and I'll, I'll, I'll come back to those water bottles in a minute and the pipes. But you well, can let's sip talk it a little for sports the medicine. Pardon? Let's get into some, a little bit of sports medicine and activity here. I don't want to get okay, too scientific. Okay, we will, You'll we will, me. and that's what I'm moving into. <laughs> that's what I'm moving into, doctor. All right, I, mean, I, I hear have you. Studied, I've studied sports medicine, and I've sport, studied the nutrition uh, in sports, and I have known and I've watched. Now, there's a, in, in, uh, in University of Oregon, there was a coach at the football team called Chip Kelly, Oh yeah. He believed in te- yeah, Chip. Where is Chip now? Is he with the Eagles? Yes, he I is. think he went into the National Football League. Yes. He did. Now, sports medicine or sports Olympics to train healthy people, let's say, healthy Olympics is where you're going to come to from today to show us what you believe is the training of sports and and the healthiness. And then we'll move into childhood obesity, because I've studied that, too. I have the answer for the prevention of childhood obesity. It's called pull your own weight. Send it to you. If a young child is strong or light enough to do an unassisted pull-up, Sharon, even if it takes them six months to learn how to do it, in any way you measure them, they can't be obese. It's an interesting concept. We've been talking about it for about 10 years, but it's a huge, huge epidemic um, to, uh, to say the least, uh, when we're talking about, again, and all of these mixtures in of whether it's nutrition and it's hydration, you know, but the sports drink industry is huge. And uh, I'll bet you still talk about that uh, regular water is a much better bet 95% of the time, wouldn't you think? I can tell you, and I, he won't ever let me give up his name, but there's a gentleman in Oregon that's very well known in the government of Oregon, he weighed 340 pounds. He decided he wasn't healthy. He had a wife and a child. He wanted to be healthy. He went on a water diet. And as he drank water for years, four years, he got down to about 210 pounds. He had to go in and have an operation to have the skin brought to to, uh, to a, a normal elasticity because he had lost so much weight, but he prioritized water. Now, why would he do that? What causes obesity? Dehydration. Uh, I think it's definitely a component, but uh, the, you know, to say the least, uh, and again, I have so many guests on my show in the areas of nutrition, in the areas of holistic 
uh, and homeopathic medicine. And, you know, one of our big problems, of course, is our diet and our processed foods. And, of course, the, the things that all of us have known our whole life, which is eat more vegetables and, you know, cut down on the portion size, all of these things. But, Dr. Uh, but uh, childhood obesity, the, uh, which is about a third a of young children, I, we've studied if they're allowed that to grow thoroughly. up obese, um, it's about five times as expensive to be able to take care of kids with the high blood pressure and the diabetes and these other concerns. Well, it's because they never were drinking enough water and the food they may have been eating was causing a severe dehydration out of control. Well, Those it makes cells, a lot of sense, which is, you know, I think that uh, most of us would probably say, oh, yeah, I know I've heard I need to drink, you know, uh, uh, so much water. Um, and I really don't pay enough attention, and I think that that's something that really has to get out there. And as people are more and more active, whether they are um, recreational uh, people who are looking to walk to stay healthy, whether they're looking to jog, whether they go to the gym, whether they are active in whatever sport they're playing, especially if it's hot and they're really pushing the envelope, then for their general health, they need to pay more attention to including proper hydration and to pay attention to look for uh, signs of dehydration. Every summer there are emergencies with heat stroke and heat exhaustion with deaths associated with these kinds of things. I'm sure you're very, very aware and probably talk about that a lot when we're talking, well, you know, I had summer a exercise. Center, as you know. Uh, you know, I'm found even in freezing Chicago, you got to be hydrated. Well, because you get a horrible humidity. You get a, uh, it's it's probably a humidity. Factors in, oh, it is a sunny day as I'm talking to you today, all zero degrees. Uh, yeah. Where is your show out of, Sharon? Grants Pass, Southern Oregon. Grants Pass, okay. Oregon. Okay, so you're out and on And I'm the, founder of the... Biologic Aqua Research Center, Water Life Science Center. We do nothing but study for uh, over 25 years water and the, and, and the atmosphere. Have you heard of Rich Davis, the founder of Pure Water Project? No. I met him in New York. He was one of the guys who was interviewing to come on my radio show. He had given us mm-hmm. some of these stats, you know, with all these microorganisms. Mm-hmm. And so how are we doing, again, getting back to the ABCs of, of people who might be um, active, uh, can they trust tap water in, in your opinion, Sharon? No. They can't. So realistically, we should all be including bottled water um, uh, to, to uh, take with us and not necessarily be able to depend on, on, on tap water. What I'm saying, doctor, is in the drinking water business of yourself personally, when you go to drink water, how old are your pipes? What kind of building are you in to take it out of the tap? Right. Um, what I'm saying is, is common sense again. And when How we about know... How the, the, the filtration systems that athletes and active people might use, the Britas and these other things, the pure water filter, Sharon, where they have, you know, then they're filling up their water bottle, but they're doing some sort of filtration. Um, uh, are you an advocate of those? I am only if they take a, a, a water test from the tap they're going to use to a government-regulated authority who knows how to test the water, and when they go to buy the filter system for their water, they know what they're wanting to filter. It makes, it makes good sense. 
I'm back to uh, common sense. Right? right, to be right. Are you in the best shoe? Let's talk common sense. Now, I hear you uh, because I think it's a, uh, you know, one of the big concerns in the environment, I know you pay a lot of attention, is what do they do with all of these water bottles? You concerned about that? Well, we've gotten into recycling them. Uh, you People are, uh, they can be recycled now, so they're c- uh, collecting them in their bins, and they're taking them to recycling centers for recycling. So we're doing a lot better in, we, in, we, uh, we in that regard. We are learning how to supplement. We're learning how to recycle. Uh, we're learning. And there's where I come from uh, uh, is the common sense. Is you know, do you have to have a shingle on the wall to have common sense? Holistic scientists for thousands of years out of China and different countries of the world that were there trying to uh, understand how to live on the planet and fight diseases from the beginning of time and, 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 and be able to be healthy. And they knew that drinking water became an instinct of survival thousands of years ago. Look at Hippocrates. He was known as the doctor of water. Do no so, harm. Back to, now back to sports and water. My concern has been with my studies is the sports drinks cannot be relied upon totally by themselves. You've got to drink at the beginning of the week before you're while you're practicing and exercising for any particular event, you've got to drink a lot of water. You've got to eat the proper nutrition of carbos but by the, and, and proteins. By the end of the week, you've got to slow down the proteins because they're too hard to digest. Keep up the water endurance training on water and, and, the, and the carbohydrates to be able to put into the pancreas to shoot out of there because that's going to cause a dehydration. But during the event that you've got to be able to replace that as soon as the event is over to knowing that you're going to be doing it again. And well, people, you know, there, there are various areas when we're talking, you know, if we're talking, um, and, and one of my parts of my practice is the high performance, like I mentioned, Devin Lysacek, who was 10 years old. I call him the prodigy sports, Sharon, where it might be gymnastics, it might be tennis, it might be figure skating, it might be ballet, where you have very serious children, 10, 11, 12 years old, doing the activity every day. Right. They're a different animal, as is a professional athlete or a very serious uh, athlete is a different animal. Uh, who many times has nutritionists who work with them, athletic trainers who work with them, and other kinds of individuals who help advise in one way or another. In a generalization, we try to tell people, listen, if you're doing something that's not an endurance sport and you're a recreational individual, yes, we want to pay big attention to what Sharon is saying and to be drinking a lot more water than our old habits might be allowing. But if we're not doing an endurance sport, water's plenty. If we're doing something over a couple hours, sports drinks maybe mix in. I mean, they've had great advertising, you know, be like Mike, and all of these kinds of hypes that are sometimes very difficult to turn away from. But 95% of the time, regardless of your activity, we need to tune into what you're saying, which is drink a lot more, a lot more often, pay attention to what you're drinking, that it's filtered properly, that you know what you're talking about, but that almost always water uh, uh, is sufficient. Uh, and I think we've come a long way in a lot of people understanding that, that they have to uh, include it as we get more serious. 
as we get uh, more, uh, uh, one of the popular articles on my website, sportsdoctorradio.com, is called Young Athletes, One Sport or Many? Good question. And it deals with this whole area, Sharon, of specialization very, very early. Exactly. Uh, so the kinds of overuse injuries we might be seeing because of repetitive motion. There we go. Because these kids now, are doing the same thing because I only uh, have every one day. So, uh, and, you know, 75% of individuals' foot type is inherited. So if your mom had flat feet or your grandma had flat feet or she had bunion deformity or bow legs or other kinds of imbalances, then there's a good chance the kids inherited it. And as we start getting serious... Uh, we start seeing some of these overuse problems, uh, doctor, whether it's shin splints, whether it's We're heel going to take pain, a break. I only, take one, I only take one during the show with our sponsor, and we'll be right back, and we will discuss that with children because those children uh, need to have sports uh, training. on If they want to get athletic, uh, young, and be in training, they need to get serious about their health so that when they're not in sports, they'll be healthy. But don't go anywhere, Dr. Weil. We're going to be right back. We're going to just take a moment with our sponsor, Nature okay. Cures Eye Mist, and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleiner Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleiner Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Weil, you were discussing to us about children, and you're right. Uh, the research in children is proving that when they start sports young, and that's usually when the craving begins to love athletics is young in schools, that they're going into sports along the way uh, all their adult life, or even if it's recreational, they don't quit in the recreational sometimes either, let alone make it a profession. There's a lot of problems with their health. Well, there's no doubt about it. And, of course, the um, uh, foot problems are rampant. And here's a song for you and all your listeners uh, which is the foot bones connected to the ankle bones, connected to the knee bone. Remember that, Sharon? Yes, I do. <laughs> so, right. And remind me, I'll talk to Polly. I've got to get you on the sports rap. doctor this spring and talk about the whole aspect of war. I'd love, love to have you. You know, I'll have you on my show if you may have you on yours, that kind of thing. 
Okay. The, the foot affects the rest of the body. Half of the young girls and females I see have knee trouble that is related to flat feet or pronated feet, wider hips. So the mechanics of the feet affect everything else, including low back. That's why if you sometimes watch a Dr. Scholl's commercial for foot inserts, they're talking about back pain. Now, that doesn't mean if you picked up a, a, a box of books and you said, oh, I hurt my back, that someone says you need inserts in your shoes. But if you said, I've had forever back and lower extremity problems, do you think my feet are related? We would say yes. So uh, another very popular article you might be interested in, Sharon, is called Surviving High Heels for Women is on my website, where we talk about the necessity of strengthening the feet and ankles, being in the right shoe, having enough room uh, in, the, in the ball of the foot. So uh, regardless of the activity, uh, it makes sense that somebody is fitted properly, uh, young or old, so whether it's a walking shoe or their tennis shoe or their basketball shoe. And, you know, children's sports are very, very competitive. And unfortunately, sometimes we see that this is the beginning of sometimes drugs in sports. As young kids and as they're growing, they've got to play and the schedule's demanding and they start maybe an over-the-counter anti-inflammatory and there et cetera, et cetera. Because I have, another, uh, I have another title for performance-enhancing drugs, and it's called performance surviving drugs uh, because of the demand that these athletes, especially at the highest levels, they're all superstars, and uh, injury is unfortunately a big, big part of the game. So uh, a big part of the sports doctor and my practice is prevention, is stay out of trouble, prevent problems. Enhanced performance is also important for some of these kids and adults. But most of us, it's, hey, I doc, I just to want to walk comfortably, need, you know? I need you to back up on something Okay. there real quickly. When you say stay out of trouble, what, what did you mean by that? Uh, preventing pain. I'm talking about preventing okay, injury. So you meant what I would say to everyone as a parent, as an adult, to be sure that when the individual is training or in an athletic position or like to be in athletics at, at, during a recreational school or whatever, just because you get a pain, don't pop a pill every time. Absolutely. There we go. Absolutely. What would you pop? What At would the you same pop? time, the what topic... What gets rid of pain, Dr. Weil? Yes. What gets rid of pain, really? Yes. Well, the topic... Parenting the child athlete is another yeah. one of the things we feature a lot on the yeah. sports doctor when we're talking about these kinds of demands and concerns of schedules where kids might be doing the same thing every day. They might right. be doing it eight days a week. They yeah. might be competing here and doing this and doing that. So sometimes we see that these repetitive motion problems, the old little league elbow, um, you've seen dance yeah. moms, haven't you, Sharon? <laughs> right. Right. So that's an extreme of pushing these young kids. Now, sometimes, again, if you have a very talented kid, but our goal most, uh, almost always is preventing injury, reducing the chance of problems, strengthening these kids so that they could hold up as, as, as uh, efficiently as possible. Uh, and sometimes we'll see, again, the proper shoe, strengthening the feet and ankles. I, I'm a very big advocate of balance training, whether it's mm -hmm. for your grandmother or your mm -hmm. hotshot young uh, uh, son or daughter athlete. 
standing on teeter-totter boards, and I call it instability training, which stimulates mm-hmm. all the balance systems. And, you know, fall prevention has become a very, very big deal in our senior-senior population, Sharon. Oh, my. There did you come up with one there. Severe yes. dehydration. Well, we're all living, you know, we want to live longer. We want to live better. I mean, the things that you're talking about, I really commend you for paying such attention to uh, the whole side of hydration and water. I think, you know, as much as we say, duh, we should know this, the reality is, is duh, we don't. Well, we sure yeah, will pay The scientists enough. of the world are not doing duh anymore. Yes. Because I have pounded the pavement, put multi-millions behind it. Are you balanced when you're pounding the pavement? Pardon the pun. Pardon? I've been. Are you in the right shoes when you're pounding the pavement? I'm kidding you. To the doctors and the scientists of the world with what I do, and have a following of individuals throughout the world that are prestigious, that know darn good and well that if Earth is recycling with the priority of water in the air, water vapor, and that fresh water on the planet. And the recycling of water of, on the planet in the individual's body and in that cell, there's too much toxin. There, the only way you can flush that cell and keep a solvent in the cell moving with each of those molecules that are performing with each other to keep, the, I call it crap, is toxin. And then when that crap heats up, doctor, it, it's like a manure in a field for organic farming. It draws heat. And as it draws heat and it grabs onto the next cell, it's also going to be creating a tension in the body of too much toxin and the skin tightens up. And then it cannot alleviate like a filter system and your skin is your filter system for the whole body to be able to keep recycling to live with the water vapor and the atmosphere. Now, interestingly enough, Sharon, it is possible, sometimes dangerously so, to overdo water. Oh, so-called God. hyponatremia, a like rare condition else. that a lot of people have never heard of, would think it's impossible to overdo water, but it is true uh, uh, that, that there have been in some but of these marathon races, some Tell of these others, people. where we've seen some people get in real medical uh, trouble with uh, drinking too much. You know what it is? You know why? They're drinking too much. They're, rely- they're not eating the proper food, the toxin that's going into the cell. The water is not able to keep up with it, and it's over, over dehydrating. And, over- and did you know what a swelling is in the body, doctor? It's t- dehydration at that spot. The body cannot keep up with it. If you're drinking too much, it's like anything else you do too much. If you sleep too much, if you run too much, if you over-exercise too much, if you overeat vegetables too much, you've got to have a balance. Is that that a common balance. sense you were talking about before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that makes, uh, that makes an awful lot oh, of sense. Oh, doctor, I'm not very smart. I just use common sense. There you go. I put you in the top three, you know, to save the I don't uh, patent uh, all over the world the with common sense. I don't do it because I think uh, what I do here and thinking for you, with you. Now, I'm going to ask you, being into uh, the, the feed, uh, you, know what, you know what reflexology is. Yes, Okay, and you know that there's 36,000 nerve endings at the bottom of each foot. Give or take a few, right. 
And then also how that is operating with the electrolytic system of the body to live with the water on the inside of the body and the, and the water of the atmosphere's electrolytic ability to track. In other words, your body is like a battery. It's constantly being charged by the atmosphere's water and your internal water. The feet, I've never found it yet, have a, a, a lot of water in the feet. Well, of course, you know, we're weight-bearing, you know, our our feet and ankles are our first shock-absorbing mechanism. There we go. Uh, And uh, it's hard to do anything without incorporating uh, the use of your feet. You're putting a lot of pressure on those areas, uh, and that's why it's so important to be able to stay out of trouble when it comes to being active uh, in in, uh, various situations, and one of the duality problems with back to childhood obesity uh, and there's an article on my website that was in podiatry management it's called childhood obesity in podiatry where we would see joint problems exacerbated or aggravated whether it's feet ankles lower legs hips knees because the child is heavy and then everybody oh, wants yeah, the, the child to be more oh, active yeah, to try to exactly. battle the obesity, but they're, exactly. they've got discomfort. So I'm going to pay much more attention to the hydration side also after speaking with you now, uh, with you this whole area now. of obesity. Doctor, this is like a research lab, all of my shows. It's like we're talking research together, all of us, when we talk. I'm going to ask you something also that's very important to the feet is your posture of your body, how you carry your body and hold your, your, uh, your shoulders up and, and have a flatter stomach so you don't have to have so much weight down. And how important is the posture? Very important. And again, the foundation for your posture are your feet. So if you have rolled in pronated feet, which are very common, it's probably 80% of the concerns we see that are related to that, then you're going to have a tendency to knock knee your knees and slouch your hips and tilt your pelvis. Right. Uh, And one of the major roles of orthotics, especially when we're using it in something like skating or we're using it to try to align the body better, um, those are the things we would pay attention to, which is awareness. Um, again, stability, working balance, and, and working those that, small yeah, stabilizer systems. And the like my friend I mentioned earlier in the show, Bob Guida, the famous therapist, would say, you know, get those hips forward, walk there we uh, go. with your head up, pay attention to your balance. posture. It's a big point. It's a balance. Because also, see, there's where water comes in too, because the water will give you the strength in your bones, because bones are water, teeth are water, the blood is water, muscles water, and more, and, of course, the brain. Did you know, doctor, that in, in the womb, that the brain and the eyes connect at the same moment together? Wow. So that the brain being water, mostly water, and the eyes are 99% water at the surface of the eye. And the eyes are depending upon that electrolytic ability for that, like a battery, to charge with the atmosphere of the air to be able to not, to relieve the brain from having to be t- severely dehydrated. But the eyes, get, the eyes can have vision impairment if they become to where they lose too much water evaporation at the surface. That's what vision impairment to blindness is. is lost pregnant women should pay a lot of attention to being properly hydrated, to say the least. Men and women, uh, Men women and women do drink a lot. 
You know, speaking speaking of water, before we run out of time, I'm a very big advocate of water exercise. Even though we don't want those people to drink it, we definitely want them to exercise in the water, especially if they have joint pain, if they're arthritic, if they're obese or heavy. Exactly. Water exercise is fabulous um, because of its resistance and you don't weigh anything. Something came through my mind as you and I were talking, too. Why does a person wait to soak their feet in water until there's an injury or you're uncomfortable? Wouldn't that uh, well, I think a sometimes, habit? again, it's part of these traditions. It's part of the old stories where, you know, hydrotherapy is one there of the most go. effective treatments of any type right. of disorder, whirlpool, the stimulating action of uh, moving water on a ankle or a knee or a joint, whatever it happens to be, water. very yeah. stimulating to the circulation. So, uh, you know, we've got three major areas here, which therapeutics on the left, whether it's drinking it in the middle or whether it's exercise against it on the right. Uh, hopefully we expanded some of the horizons on your water show. Well, it said on here you were going to come on discussing the importance of drinking water when participating in sports. Right. (laughs) Well, hey, that's the bottom. I think, again, I think that's a major, major point. Uh, And I'm so glad that we got a chance to emphasize it because, again, regardless of someone's age, regardless of their level of activity, and activity is such a big deal, fitness and health and wellness is such a big deal. We have to pay much more serious attention to the uh, importance of proper hydration and realize that there's a lot more dehydration than we ever realized. And to pay attention to what you're talking about, I agree with you totally. It is vital. It is vital. And then do you think, I know our time is over, but it wouldn't, wouldn't people, our, our elected officials that we think are, the quote, our elected leaders would start taking priority of water, doctor, if they thought, oh, my God, the planet may not last with human life if we don't save the fresh water and protect it because we can't live without it. I think they forget that. I think they do, but I'm so glad that you're around reminding them because it's a major, major key. We will, we're reminding them. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, we're going into China here in this mu- next couple of months with our company, and they are excited about it because there is uh, a situ- they have a, a, a problem with the air, and we're going to be educating them with, with education and what we can do. But, again, it's fun to have you on. Yeah, it was I, my pleasure, I, and I'm going to try to return the doing. favor into this spring and, and contact your people, get you on. Uh, the sports doctor on healthylife.net. It's been a pleasure, Sharon. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's nice to talk with you, and I wish you well, and you be well. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time today. I know how busy you are. You're very welcome. Bye. Well, we only have a moment left, but, oh, the power of water and everybody who comes on here. If I interrupt, which I do... Uh, I'm a radio talk show host or a talk show host. We do interrupt because there's things that we need to hear in between there that we might forget to come back to. But Dr. Weil, he's very dedicated. He's very passionate. He has a lot of experience at working with people where their health is so important to them in sports. And it looks like he's had a lot of uh, child obesity um, experience with children, trying to get them to start drinking more water and being very nutrition conscious. Well, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I, I want to thank you for listening. I want you to embrace your life every special moment. But Earth is whispering to all of us. The power of water is our life. But 
don't take it all with you. Earth whispers, don't take it all with you. Leave something behind for all the generations of children to know you care. Thank you for listening. You have a nice day and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Oh,